Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Big Drunk Lists. I am your host, Ryan Fawkes. And I am your wonderful host, Greg Voss, coming from the beautiful, protest-filled Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> oh, I should have said, I'm from Bloomington. Uh, <laughs> we haven't had protests <laughs> quite like Chicago has. There, there has been some looting, um, primarily peaceful demonstrations um, up by our city hall and stuff. Um, but, I mean, Chicago's getting hit pretty hard with some of that. Uh, well, I mean, we're a big city, and... Uh... Uh, we're very uh, progressive, and we're definitely uh, looking to change uh, change the world right now, and uh, at least our little corner. Yeah, that's it, good. That's good. The world so, needs to be changed right now. So, Yep. Some things are changing. Some things aren't, and we're trying to see what we can get done. Well, hey, we got another uh, great episode today. So uh, after last week was uh, a requested topic, of course, uh, and so we're doing something a little different. We're kind of going back. That was different than what we're used to. But this week we're doing, um, and I don't, we'll probably have to formalize the title for this, but um, <laughs> things for children uh, that adults also love. Um, yeah, so <laughs> basically things yeah. that hold up. Kid things that hold up. I like that. Kid things that hold up. That's probably a better way to describe it. Um, so this one was really fun, as we'll see as we get into it, because I, I, I'm not sure about your list, Greg, but I had a good variety of things kind of across different spectrums. But before we do get into it, uh, why don't you tell us what you're drinking today? So we're going to have a little bit of a throwback. Throwback. <laughs> um so uh, actually, it was interesting. So there was um, some looting done near me, so I wasn't able to go to my normal liquor store. Uh, but my Jewel, uh, for those who don't know, a Jewel is just a grocery store chain uh, out here, and I think it's just in the Midwest. I think not just Chicagoland. Um, but I went with uh, the Long Branch by Wild Turkey. Mm. For those who listened, I think it was episode two. It was the Matthew McConaughey whiskey, and. Uh, for 35 bucks, uh, at least in Chicago, it probably would be cheaper down by you, Ryan. Uh, it was a good deal for its taste. Very cool. Very cool. Wild Turkey makes good stuff just in general. Everything I've had, I, I definitely I enjoyed. 100% agree. Give them the bird. Uh, but what about you, Ryan? <laughs> I've, uh, I, I tried something different this time as well. So I, I recently – actually, I've been doing uh, curbside pickup at my grocery store, and I go to Hy-Vee. Um, we got a high V a couple years ago in Bloomington, and so I've been doing curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. it, it was originally because of the coronavirus, but um, I will be honest, I don't know if I'll ever go in a grocery store again. It's so convenient to order all your groceries online and have them bring it out to you. Um, but because of that, I can kind of see some of the selections and some of the deals ahead of time. So I went to high V and I got mm. uh, George Dickel Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. I uh... – I've had George Dickel before. It's not yeah, too bad. Not too bad. So it's my first time getting it, and I got it because it was on a special. Um, it is very similar to last week, a very classic whiskey, um, definitely a Tennessee whiskey. Um, and it says established 1870, so one of those that's been around Ooh. for a long time, you know, had the time to perfect mm -hmm. it. So, um, And for the price I got it for, definitely would recommend. Uh, did you get the rye? No, this is no, this is not a rye. Is that a red? Uh, so then, did you have a green logo on it? No, this say. is I'm this is a white. A one. Yeah, just a white sticker on it. Okay, maybe I'm thinking it's something a little different. Um, well, that's great then. Yeah, Excellent. So not too bad. So it's good to switch it up and get a good price. So uh, without further ado, we can jump right into it. Greg, uh, what is your number ten? Oh, 
My number 10 is Legos. Legos, yes. Um, so why I'm I am not a Lego collector. I don't get any Legos now. The only Legos I still own because I gave a bunch to uh, one of my cousins is um, I custom made a Jaws Lego set when I was a kid. Hmm. It's a boat. It's got the three people on it. One's chumming uh, the sharks tagging the ship, all this other stuff. Another one's down in the cage. Um, I had a bunch of shark Legos. Don't know why I was more of a dinosaur kid. Um, but Legos are a great thing to step on. But I do know a lot of people who are older. <laughs> I do know a lot of people who actually have Legos now, and it's more of a collection thing. They get the the high end, super nice ones. Uh, the ones that have been seeing really popular, any of the Star Wars, usually Millennium Falcon or Death Star, along with uh. The uh, T-Rex from Jurassic Park is actually is uh, a popular one because you have to like fully build it versus the old ones came out by themselves. But yeah, so Legos. Super cool. Legos was on my list originally. I ended up taking it off, um, but I'm glad that it made it onto yours because it also is a little throwback uh, because Legos came up in our childhood activities episode. So very cool yeah. to see Legos make it back onto the <laughs> list with that. Um, I totally agree, and I talked about this in that episode as well, but I've got a nephew who is super into Legos right now. So um, mm. he, he's doing the ones where you, you're building the kits. Um, but he, you know, so he's built everything from like a frog, you know, he likes the Minecraft ones a lot. Um, he's super didn't into those. I didn't either. I didn't either until he asked me for one. He says, you know, uncle Ryan, will you get me a Minecraft Lego? Like, of course, dude, I will, you know, it's like 10 bucks yeah. and I look like a superstar, you know? So of course yeah. I'm going to do that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, so he's been building those, but he's also started to get into breaking out and building his own stuff which is really nice. cool. I think that's, that's when you go, and I think I've said this before, but that's when you go to like the next level of Lego building, when you go from building what's in the kits uh, to building stuff on your own. So very, very cool. I love Legos. I would like to just disparage anyone who um, thinks that uh, using Duplo, Duplo blocks, I think it is? Yes. Whatever uh, the, the giant Legos. I'm sorry, but uh, no, those... Those do not hold up for adults unless your kid has some and they have like one of those tables, in which case it's kind of low key fun to fight around. With those. I then watched it just, it's literally build a tower. I watched a, like, I don't know, a documentary, one of those mini documentary series about kind of uh, Legos. And I don't remember if it was all about Legos or just about 90s and earlier toys or whatever. But I found out that the, the design of Legos, like for them to be able to click into each other in the way they do is a patented design. Yes, um, it and is. I, so like that's why none of the other ones work with Legos, like your Mega Blocks, you know what I mean? And your other ones mm -hmm. like don't quite fit. Like they can be the same idea, um, but the actual specific click and, you know, attach method was literally a patented design for the Legos. So um, nothing is quite as right as Legos, and they made sure of it by paying for it. Mega Blocks were the Rose Art, or they are the Rose Art of the building world. <laughs> I mean, for those who haven't had the wonders of dealing with Rosart, uh, as <laughs> Rosart are just candles, basically. They don't draw. <laughs> They're just colored wax. <laughs> I mean, I had Rosart a decent amount as a kid just because it was so much cheaper, didn't have much money uh, growing up. But, <laughs> oh, Rosart, man. <laughs> Rosart sucks. It ain't Crayola. Right. <laughs> Crayola is the powerhouse. Like I'm sure, like we wouldn't even lose Rose Art as a sponsor because they would take what they could get right. at this point. But 
shit, at least they're talking about us. <laughs> I might I might DM them after one of this episode go live and say, Hey, we brought you up, why don't you <laughs> Shit, we're still relevant? Right. Not really, but hey. <laughs> oh, poor Rosart. Oh, okay. My number ten is trampolines. Oh. Uh, yes, is is playing on trampolines. So actually, um, I, I recently bought a house. You know, it's been almost a year now, so I don't know if I can still say recently. But um, I, I live in a neighborhood where some of the neighbors that I have, some of the people around me have kids. Um, so there are at least two trampolines um, that I can see when I sit out on my back porch. And the kids are always jumping and having fun. And sometimes you see the parents jumping around and having fun. And I am so jealous that they're out there. There is nothing like... Um, just the weightless free feeling of hopping up and down on a trampoline um, or even, uh, you know, I think back to the memories that I had and, and, and I even get to do this now with some of my nephews too, where um, the double bounce, right? Where you can just yeah. send kids smaller than you fucking flying into the air, you know? And now that I'm a full grown man, um, mm. I could probably launch like my seven year old nephew, you know, like on a trampoline. Into so. orbit. Yes, probably literally into orbit. Um, Let's get Elon Musk on the phone. <laughs> you got to call Elon <laughs> Musk and make sure it's safe for me to jump on the trampoline with my nephews. So <laughs> so trampolines, I think, is a timeless classic that I may even get one for my yard without kids because they're so fun. You are missing the best part of a trampoline, though. When one of your friends falls, you all continue to jump so that they are <laughs> unable to get back up. <laughs> oh man we kids are assholes man because you're right i did the same thing <laughs> kids are assholes kids, kids are not assholes guys are assholes that is what i would still <laughs> do to my friends we like is is if you are the victim and you fall down everyone gangs up on you like because it's, it's, it's a harmless prank but it's hilarious because it's frustrating at the same time. Right. Nobody's and getting it, hurt, right? They're just yeah. angry. They're just pissed, you know, that it's Come happening. Come on, guys. Let me up. <laughs> you can't see me, but I was doing a bouncing motion. It doesn't apply in a podcast. <laughs> That's what happened. Oh, All right. Well, hey, everybody take a drink, uh, and we'll move into Greg's number nine. So this one was an interesting one because it doesn't hold up in the same manner, but they still are applicable. Kitty pools. Oh, okay. So as a kid, you half-ass swim in them. Like you're able to barely submerge and all you can do is that weird frog stroke because like anything else you completely like come out. You have to be like super small to do it. And you know, I was never really super small. Um, but kitty pools are so great. Had one in college where all you do is um, if you have the space for it, I don't here in Chicago, but um, you just put a, a kiddie pool down and then you all sit chairs around it mm. and then you like put your feet in and then you could also get like, if you get cheap enough ones, you can each get your own and just kind of like sit in it on a really hot summer day, hold a cold drink, maybe a nice beer and just relax. It's perfect for the summer. What a great idea. I have never done that. I've never done... Uh, just hanging around in a circle of adults with our foot, feet in the kiddie pool. I That's a genius idea. You could even put some ice in there and keep your beer cold in the pool if you wanted to. Mmm, stinky beer, feet, water. 
<laughs> you can, you can. Um, we definitely did that in uh, college, but I would definitely recommend that as like if I had like my own yard, I'd be doing that. Yeah, because you don't have a whole lot of space, right? So I've thought about getting a full-size pool in my yard here because I have the space. But obviously, you don't – apartment living, you know, you don't get to install a pool if you don't want to. Shout out to all my city folks. Uh, you don't get pools. That's but something <laughs> like that, if you have a little space, that's not a bad idea. I mean just getting in the water, you know, even just sticking your feet in will keep you cool on a hot day. So great idea. Great one. Great one. Thank you. So my number, number nine, nine. Yeah, my number nine, uh, coloring books. So if you, you remember – No, okay. Well, and so let me give you some story, and maybe you'll feel a little better about it. So yeah, coloring books, of course, are, are fun as a kid because you grab your rose art crayons, and <laughs> you pull up your coloring book. <laughs> I had Crayola, Greg. I was also poor, and, and my family shelled out for the good stuff. So we <laughs> – well, that's what you get when your parents love you. I mean, come on, that's not fair. Yeah, you're right. Uh, my parents probably loved me much more than yours did, but we can go into that another time. They showed it through. They showed it through the quality of crayons that they bought me. Um, Darkest childhood memories. <laughs> top ten episode. Rose art crayons, hey, dude. <laughs> Mega blocks. <laughs> oh that's shit. That's akin to hitting your child at that point. <laughs> Anyway, coloring books. <laughs> so coloring books, great as a kid, but – and I never thought about this as an adult. <clears throat> but uh, at, at work recently, uh, within the last year or so, our human resources department um, saw that there was kind of an increase um, in stress at work from overworking, what you get regular in the working world. You know, um, People were stressed out, and so one of the solutions that they offered were adult coloring books, and I had no, never heard – well, I don't think adult quite means the adult coloring books you're hoping for. Um, they're only 50% well, pornographic, the ones at work. So You lost uh, me there once again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I found out adult coloring books are totally a thing, and I had no idea. But um, And I haven't, I haven't specifically gone to HR and do adult coloring books, but I know some others you know, that I've worked with that have. And they said it's just – it's very relaxing because it, it's a way for you just in a short amount of time, 10, 20 minutes. You, know, you can kind of take your mind off what you're doing, um, kind of have an opportunity to just kind of really – zone out while you're coloring this picture um so yeah i mean i'm a doodler i haven't specifically done an adult coloring book i've colored in some kids coloring books even as an adult and that's very fun too um but no coloring oh, yeah. books i think are making a comeback for not just for kids but i think that they have their place in the adult world as well it also lets you flex your uh, creativity a bit too i think because when you um kind of like it's if anyone out there has ever seen the classic film Billy Madison, we actually brought it up uh, last episode <laughs> too. The truck, uh, the bus driver. The plot of the movie is he goes through um, kindergarten through high school <laughs> one week each to prove to his dad that he's capable of running a multi-million dollar company, <laughs> which is a bad plan to begin with. <laughs> um, but in the kindergarten phase. The teacher comes over and goes, I drew the duck blue because I've never seen a blue duck before. And I feel like that's what it would be. Like if you color just like a duck, a classic color as an adult, it shows like kind of rigidity within it. But like I yes. feel like I want to see how crazy I could make a duck. I would yes. do something weird with it. And I, I definitely like as an adult now I kind of uh, empathize with Billy. 
<laughs> I also wish that that was the test to truly become the CEO of a huge, successful, multi-million dollar corporation. <laughs> <laughs> like, spend one week, you know, in, in, in lower school. Not to mention, I mean, a week of nap time would be fucking sweet, right? Oh, I mean, to be yeah. able to go back and do that. Um, that and, and for that to be the test of if I'm capable of running a corporation, I'm pretty fucking good at naps. So that would be killer. That would be a good, <laughs> good test. <laughs> I hope that's based on a true story. And I hope that, uh, you know, when the person who is Billy Madison in real life retires, I can take the same challenge to take over the company. <laughs> um, once again, phenomenal tangent. What, what do we even like talk about? To begin with that one. What, coloring what was your books. Was that? Coloring <laughs> books. <laughs> I, love, I, I love this podcast. I love this podcast I love for that this reason podcast. alone. I love, it, you know, the, the topic is a very loose structure for the conversation we have. <laughs> um, and sometimes the tangents are even better than the, the content. So, yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> one of the fun things is by we know where we started. Like a lot of times in real life, you kind of get on those tangents. You're like, "How the fuck are we? Right. How the fuck are we talking about Sinister Six or Magnificent Seven? <laughs> I just like, oh, I don't know. Now it's like, hold on, I have a list that I can <laughs> specifically right. go back to. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, <laughs> good tangent. I think everyone should take a drink for that one as Ooh, we move in to Greg's number eight. Mm, my number eight. Oh, I had um, getting autographs. Um, this is just one of the things that like it doesn't mean as much. Like I'm not going and like getting like Mickey Mouse's autograph, but there is something like a super cool like when you see someone famous. I still like to get like an autograph. Mm. For me, it's normally a Bears player, and by normally I mean I have not gotten any autographs in forever. <laughs> uh i've gotten a few i got one from uh the guy <laughs> uh the guy who played uh young boba fett in episode two we actually hung out with him for a bit in thailand my brother and i we wanted to go to the bars with him and we like realized we should have asked him but we like sat and talked with the guy in thailand um <laughs> uh, but there is something like that's cool about kind of like it's almost like meeting your ch your, your heroes and getting an autograph is nothing more than just proof to me, at least. An autograph is nothing more than proof that I met him. Like, I I have bought some autographs offline. I bought a uh, South Park autograph. Um, but I think there's something about, that's cool about meeting our heroes and getting their signature saying this is authentic. Because the value to that is truly the experience, right? Like, yes, it is. Um, you know – autographs don't sell for millions of dollars on eBay, you know, primarily when you get somebody's, but it's all about like, this is, like you said, this is almost a physical depiction of the experience I had. So I can look at this and I can think back to that great memory of getting to meet that person. Yes. Well, uh, <laughs> I digress a little bit there, but uh, what's your number eight? My number eight is also not a product, but an experience that kids enjoy. Um, peeing in the pool. <laughs> I almost said outdoor <laughs> peeing. I almost did, but I'm like, that's such an adult thing too. But, oh, uh, man. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So everybody knows that kids, you hear the jokes about kids that are peeing in the pool, but let's be honest, all adults, I don't care who you are. 
you've peed in the pool. You've not wanted to get up and walk inside and go to the bathroom. You absolutely have peed in the pool. I am guilty of this at most pools I've ever been in. So keep keep that in mind before you invite me over to a pool party. I probably will piss in it, um, which is a total kid thing. And do you remember, Greg, do you remember hearing the rumors when you were a kid um, yes, oh, I, know what I also about. remember Greg. <laughs> but do you remember hearing the rumors when you were a kid that they would put special chemicals in the pool to make a color when you pissed so everybody could see it? So um, I'm going to say no. You never heard that, so I heard I, that. I have heard that, but I didn't hear it until like it was way too late for me to be gullible. Because okay. I was swimming my whole life, uh, peeing in pools my whole life, and so I never like heard it. Until, like, middle school when people would say it, like, oh, like, you remember that? Like, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't fall for it at that point. I, I gotcha. had been swimming since I was a kid, and so I had never fallen for it. No one was like, yeah, if you piss in the YMCA pool, it's like, yeah, trust me, I piss in the YMCA pool every day. <laughs> every like... time. Right. <laughs> See, but I did fall for it, and I was convinced as a kid that if I pissed in the pool, there would be some big blue or red, you know, like fucking chemical around me, and everybody would know. But um, well, now piss was yellow enough, you could see. Well, I guess. But as an adult, now I know um, <laughs> I can get away with pissing in many pools because I do. At once. At once. <laughs> so my number seven, um, I kind of – Wait, 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 wait. We got to take a drink first. We can't just jump straight in. We got to take I'm a drink sorry, first. sorry, people. Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to betray you like that. The only consistent piece of this format we have because there's no other consistency in this podcast. The, oh, the only list. consistent part we have – the list is kind of consistent <laughs> is that we drink the whole time. So everybody take a drink before Greg moves into his number seven. Ooh. My number seven is kid shows, um, and I don't mean just in general. Um, I had a list, and I kind of wanted to condense them down because there's so many of them, or just kid media. Um, but I, I noticed that like Pixar films, uh, like Shrek, are very popular. But I also have like Gravity Falls and SpongeBob, like more just the shows uh, where they 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 put in kind of the adult themes where they're good for everyone, especially like SpongeBob. I'm, I'm not sure, uh, Ryan, do you have SpongeBob as one of your future ones? No, it's not. And I knew it was going to come up, so I did not put it on my list because if it did not come up on either one of our lists, I knew we'd talk about it at some point anyway. Um, but no, it's not specifically on my list. Okay. Um, so SpongeBob, uh, it just you go back and you watch it, and it's like, wow, this is not adult where it's like, well, it's aggressively adult. Like, I mean, Ren and Stimpy was, but that was kind of an adult cartoon. Um, <laughs> <Ryan>. <laughs> but like – um Rocco's modern life was very adult and that mm. was a kid one. he worked for a sex hotline like uh if you look on the background of one of them like because he would do phone calls and it was like remember be naughty be hot or something like that i don't know exactly <laughs> what it was um but yeah a lot of them like uh especially like the older shows the writers and like animators would throw in kind of adult themes where, like, as a kid, it's just way over your head. Like, you don't know what, like, like the show Angry Beavers, someone had to know. Someone <laughs> knew what they were fucking doing. You knew what that, that meant, one. right. <laughs> um, wow. I think you're right, though. I think it was b- bigger, too, in the 90s. Like, I can think of a specific example with the movie or the show Rugrats. 
if you watch that. So the Rugrats oh, yeah. was truly a kid's show. But there's an episode where their old grandpa, almost senile grandpa, comes over and he brought some movies over for the kids to watch. And at the bottom of the pile, there was a movie and it was like some alien porn. I think it was like Deep Space Vixens or something like yeah. that. And he's going through yeah. and he's like, oh, that's for grandpa later when the kids go to bed, you know, and he just glosses yeah. over it. But it's totally a porn joke, you know, that into this kid show that you would never catch as a kid. You would never catch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they, they definitely had that. I, I, I might be wrong, but I want to say there was like, there's a few other really like, dirty ones that they talked about like and i, I don't want to like mention any specific ones in case i'm like totally wrong on them but yes i do remember the vixens i i, I specifically remember the, the vixens <laughs> <laughs> all right uh ryan what's your number seven? <laughs> my number seven was nowhere as cool as that um it's a board game for kids called shoots and ladders and I don't know if you've ever played this board game before. I but Snakes and Ladders. It's it's basically the exact same thing as Snakes and Ladders. In fact, I think it came out later after Snakes and Ladders because they tried to make it, I don't know, less creepy because snakes were creepy. But the idea of this yeah, game no is you roll a dice um, and you move forward and there's like 100 spaces on the board, right? And uh, – you might get lucky because some of the spaces will have a ladder that if you land on that space, you get to move up um, a certain number of spaces. Like maybe the ladder could be 10 spaces long and you just get to advance 10. But sometimes you get unlucky and you land on a ladder or you land on a space that has a slide and you have to go all the way down, 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 down to multiple spaces. So um, this game um, is for kids, clearly, but... If you're uh, an adult who enjoys drinking like I do, um, it can also what? be a very savage game to play with your friends. Because when you get up to space, like, I don't know, maybe 91, 92, there's a big shoot that'll bring you down like 30 spaces. So you can fuck people up if you get lucky enough and they have to go all the way down. So... Um, even though this is a game for kids, on more than one occasion, I have pulled this game out to play with adults and had a very, very good time playing it. It's also known as Eels and Escalators. Oh, okay. Eels and Escalators from SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. I, think, yes. <laughs> I was waiting for you to grab that. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I heard that on SpongeBob now that you say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the exact same plot. <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. But no, it's just a savage game. And you know, and I think that expands to other games too. I think that you can uh, make drinking games or adults games out of all these kids games, Candyland, you know, shoots and ladders, all these other games too. You can, you could probably pull them out and get a little nostalgia out of it from when you were a kid, um, but also have fun with it as an adult too. I agree. I definitely agree. Are we Gonna have everyone take a drink? Yes. Ooh, move on to number six. Already, number six. Yes, take a big old drink, and then Greg will tell us what do you got. Number six. Zoos. Hmm. I know a lot of people don't think of zoos as kid activities, but um, for the most part, when I go to a zoo, it's mainly like families. I mean, sometimes it's kind of like a nice little romantic stroll. Um, but like most of the people I know who get zoo memberships have young families and they're trying to show their kids um but if you go on a date 
or um, there's a really cool thing where you can go and <laughs> I do it uh, with some friends out here in the city. Uh, you can go and take a bus that drives you around the city and you stop at a few places, one being the Chris Kindle market here in Chicago and you get some glue vine. It's like a mulled wine brandyish thing. It's very good, uh, but you drink on it, and then you smuggle in some beers into the. Uh, Ooh. Then you smuggle some beers in the zoo. There's also something called uh, Zoo Brew, where uh, it's essentially a beer testing, beer taste testing, uh, where they set up a bunch of events, and then you walk around with uh, beer samples, and you go and you look at the animals. Unfortunately, it was canceled this year, um, but it's a very very fun event to do. Um. I did it uh, with my ex uh, last year, and I gotta say, it's it's a very like zoos are actually just cool to walk around and just look at animals. You're like, if it wasn't for a zoo, I would never see this animal in my life. We have something like that, Brew Zoo. Uh, we we have brews at the zoo here um, in Bloomington, so we've got a little zoo here, um, Miller Park Zoo, and, and they've they've got some pretty good animals, and they're really good about. Um, they rescue animals in need, you know, and probably there's some bigger zoo network, I'm sure, you know, that you can contact yeah. and say you have the space for something. So we have a zoo there that does something very similar. But <laughs> what specifically about your <laughs> your description that got me was that you said sneaking in some beers to the zoo. So I think basically um, any child activity can become an adult activity um, with a case of beer. Is that a pretty safe thing <laughs> to say <laughs> that uh, you would enjoy doing things that kids like doing um, as long as you can be drunk along the way? So Bur I think burning ants with magnifying glasses, <laughs> shooting your pants. Yeah, have a beer. And now it's just an adult activity. But no, even jumping on the trampoline and playing in the pool, you know, and uh, going on roller coasters beer, like you got a beer in your hand and all the things that were. Um, you think are for kids. I mean, even watching some of these kids' shows are a lot better when you got a little buzz going on, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, all the, these things that are in for kids are uh, better for adults in a way because you can drink <laughs> while you're doing it. <laughs> I agree. What's your number six? <laughs> My number six, Super Soakers. So uh, oh. water guns in general are pretty fun. Right, but Super Soakers were like the primo. This is the Crayola of Super Soakers. To go back to our previous example, this is the Lego to the Mega Blocks of, of, of water guns. So Super Soakers, of course, are water guns that you load them up with water and you can use to shoot your friends. And what were cool about these ones is Super Soakers brand had so many different variety of water guns. I mean, you had the little hand pistols, but also you had the big ones that you could pump them like 15 fines. Oh, yes. You could pump these bad boys enough to where you could probably – do damage to somebody of course kids can't right but as yeah. <laughs> as adults what's so fun about super soakers and you can play with other adults but what's more fun is playing with kids because you can totally pistol convince you well you can con well don't pistol whip <laughs> children greg don't do that I, a, I like to have a bayonet on my <laughs> super soaker <laughs> <laughs> oh, this charge. one just took a dark turn <laughs> real quick. <laughs> We're playing World War One. I. I dug my trench. I hope you have your shit together, Timmy, because I'm charging the battlefield. <laughs> I am uncomfortable now with this conversation. 
I dominate at it. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, what's great about them is is you can give kids, you can convince them that the cheap little handheld pistol ones, you're like, Mm. look, buddy, I'll give you two guns and I only have one. So you'll win. And they're like all about it, right? But motherfucker, I got the Monster XL Super Soaker. So you fill that shit up and you pump it up. Right. And you are just laying out these children and they're having such a good time. But you get to play out a little bit of your frustration and just shoot children with water, knowing you're not (laughs) going to hurt them. Right. (laughs) You know, but they're just having a great time, too. So um, and you can even do that. I mean, have a party, have your adult friends over, get drunk and do super soakers. I guarantee you're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great fucking time. Uh, so I want to uh, take a drink. Uh, my number five is getting a prize in your food. Okay. Uh, uh, there is something about like, if you have ever bought any of the cereals lately, or if you buy like Cracker Jack or anything that's adult, just getting that little like item. Oh, like it's just fun to do. I don't know. It's, it's, I throw it away almost immediately. I, I mean, shit, just having a <laughs> fortune cookie, a fortune cookie is just fun to read. It's just, it's a little surprise. You're like, Ooh, that's a mystery in your life. Where as an adult, you like mostly try to control it. Obviously, there's so much that's iffy, but whatever that is iffy, it's like you already kind of know what the bad outcome is. You're just like, what's the good? What's the bad? You control it. This one's just like, it's a toss of a dice. And there's something fun to be said about that. It kind of goes back to a previous episode, too. So getting a a toy or a treat with your food is uh, kind of like a McDonald's Happy Meal. We talked about 100%. all the different cool toys that you could get <laughs> with a McDonald's Happy Meal. And, if, and to be honest, I'm a little bit offended that as an adult, when I go get a combo meal from a restaurant, they don't throw a toy in there for me. Like you think that, <laughs> you know, that, you know, just because I'm a grown up that I don't get to have – um, a 30 cent toy from China. Like maybe I want that too, you know, <laughs> throw in a 1080 so I can do my tax forms. Well, you know, so yeah, <laughs> give me some adult stuff, right? Like give me an ink pen for my checkbook. I don't know. What do adults like, but <laughs> you can throw some prizes in there for me. <laughs> I would, I would appreciate that. That'd be a nice one to get. <laughs> Oh, my number five is way different than that. Um, And and actually, this is a specific movie. So you talked about uh, movies and shows. So the movie The Lion King is my number five. So The Lion King, of course, I the original Disney animated classic, The Lion King is the one I'm talking about here. But I'm glad you say which one. So um, The Lion King, very popular, um, of course. Um, One of the most popular Broadway plays ever. Well, and so that's what I was going to share, too, that not only is this so popular. No, you're fine. Um, So The Lion King is actually one of uh, the animated cartoons that were really designed for children that has um, a more it more appeals to adults than it does for kids, even though the original intention was for it to be, of course, the Disney anime classic I'm talking about was, of course, um, uh, to be for aimed towards kids, mm. um, but it was more well received and continues to be years later well received by adults. I still talk about it as one of the greatest animated classics of all time that it still holds up. Um, so much so that it's been redone. You talk you talk about the Broadway play Mm -hmm. right which was hugely successful 
Um, we talk about the recent remake um, in in the Timon and Pumbaa's eyes. You know, we talk about yeah. the live action remake. I mean, there there have been so many ways that this has gotten rebooted. Um, but the Lion King was <laughs> was a cartoon for children that I think most adults, if you talk to now, um, have a positive experience or opinion to share about it. And uh, one of the things that makes it so famous is it's Hamlet. It's the plot of Hamlet. It basically is Hamlet. Yes, it is. I'm pretty sure it's considered a Hamlet like like it never got like considered as an original screenplay. And I know there is some iffiness with it being a copy off of the Japanese Kimba, uh, the White Lion. Yep. And that's uh that I think is something we could delve into in another episode. Greatest spin-offs or rip-offs or yeah, however rip-offs you want to would be a fun one. Yeah. I would like that. All right, everyone, take another swig as we move into our number four. Uh, my number four, I just put video games. Um, mm. I absolutely love video games, but uh, unfortunately, there is still a bit of a stigma of it being kind of a kid thing. Um, luckily, as our generation gets older, um, a lot of people are kind of seeing it's more uh, of kind of an everyone thing because it, it was kind of considered a uh, a kid boy thing. Like, uh, my sister was usually better at uh, Mario, and we had the old Jungle Book Game uh, Game Boy game. Um, she was better than me at several video games until I took over the throne by beating King K. Rool first <laughs> in uh, Donkey Kong Country. So take that, Jacqueline. Um, uh, but no, it's uh, it's something that it, it's definitely have stuck with me, but it still has a bit of a stigma for being with uh, for kids. Not only just for kids, but I, I, I mean, I think – you know, it, even when I was in high school and when you were in high school, it was like the quote unquote nerdy thing, right? Like you, you right, look yeah. back at like nerds play video games. I'm a jock. I don't play video games or I'm this and that. But video games are universal for everyone to play and yep. to enjoy. And I have a specific video game on my list later, so I'm not going to bring that up um, specifically. But um, just in general, to stick more around it. You know, I agree with you 100 percent that. Um, video games are like a timeless way for anybody to kind of unwind and relax. And there are some games that are, are um, adopted specifically for adults, um, but yeah. it was not targeted originally that way. It seemed very juvenile or for the mm. uh, quote unquote nerdy guy to be doing video it, games. Well, there's also just the jock video games where there's uh, like it, if you were to talk to like someone, they're like, oh, yeah, I play Call of Duty and Madden. Where it's like it was like those were still socially acceptable to play like in college, like even the jockier guys they would play that, they would play Nazi zombies and they would play Mad. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they they didn't own a system; they just played in like someone else's dorm room. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So Ryan, what's yours? Yeah, my number four uh, is kind of similar to something we talked about before. Um, water slides. And actually, so water slides are cool, but I have a very specific example that I want to bring up. And it's the reason that it made it onto my list. So um, one of my very good friends um, has some kids. And last year for their birthday, so all their birthdays are very close to each other and they're very young. These kids, um, last year for their birthday, what they did is they hired a company to bring in one of those portable like bounce house slash water slides right into into their mm-hmm. backyard so one of these things that you got the water that's like attached to and it's trickling down um and you climb in and and they brought it for the kids um but 
Um, to go back to a previous thing we talked about, when you're an adult and you're drinking, some of that kid stuff becomes very fun. So, yeah. <laughs> so last year at this kid's party, um, I had a very wonderful time climbing into the water slide. Um, I will also tell you that these kids in the water slide were kind of fucking savage and they loved when the adults were in there because they would bounce them and try to shove them over <laughs> in the bouncy house part. Like these kids were like, Oh, it's slippery. And you'd have like three kids like shoving you down in the corner. Cause they thought it was hilarious. You know, even though you're 10 times their size. Um, so there was some of that too, but, um, just being able to do something that was, was clearly targeted to be like a kid's party. Um, but as an adult was also very, very fun as well. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I still love water slides. I'll go to like, if I ever go to like a water park, quote unquote, for the most part, it's just like, it's normally kind of a family thing, just kind of going out. Um, but it's, it's just a, a wet roller coaster. Like it's super fun to do. Um, unfortunately, usually the lines are really long and it's over in a second, but it is. It's a blast, especially if you go on, like, some of those massive ones where you're on there for, like, 30 seconds. Those things are awesome. Yeah. Or even just, like, the um, – I, I don't know what the exact word is called, but um, those, like, uh, lazy rivers. Is that the word for it where you would yes. climb on, like, a floaty and basically float around this thing? Um, you know, and you can just chill. And if you're like me, you got a drink in your hand, you know, and you can just hang <laughs> out on this thing. And it's cool and it's relaxing. Um, uh, lazy rivers, especially with a drink in your hand, I could like, if I had one right now, that is what I would be spending my days on, on my oh, days yeah. off. Absolutely. So like, I would just feel like that's it. I mean, I would spend an hour, do research on my podcast, four hours on the river. And I kind of think that that's research. So the adult version of that is kind of like floating down the river, right? Like, have you ever been floating where you just, oh, yeah. yeah. So you just grab some tubes, you know, and, um, you grab some friends and you just kind of jump down in a river and you just float down <laughs> while you're drinking. I mean, that's kind of the, uh, the adult version, you know, of like a water slide, lazy river type of thing. And that is still fun. And that's still great. So everyone, please take a drink as we move into our number three, uh, Ryan. Tell them our special rules. Yes, our special rules. Thank you. Um, our special rules. So what we do when we get to three down is instead of drinking after each number, we drink after each response. So Greg will give you his number three and we'll drink. Then I'll give you my number three and we'll drink. And that trend will continue until we get through our number one. So um, if you don't have a buzz going on now, you're about to. So pour yourself another <laughs> drink. And take one in preparation for us to move into Greg's number three. <laughs> My number three, I absolutely loved as a kid. I love it as an adult. It's so hard to find people. Um, luckily, we have a bit of a reference on a previous episode with Barney Stinson. Mm. Um, laser tag. <laughs> laser tag is so much fun it's like a super cheap version of paintball paintball's fun but you get eliminated um obviously it costs way more you have to have more expensive gear laser tag if you can get a group of adults going to there are some adult laser tag places almost like uh, i think there might be some dave and busters that might have one uh it's just so much more fun because you get way too into it 
people are holding it up like they're like holding a real scope and things like that and it's just like dude it's a laser it's super accurate but it's just there's no there's no kickback on the gun. <laughs> uh, but it's so much fun especially like a little drunk because obviously you don't want to be drunk for paintball or anything else you can really hurt someone you're not going to hurt anyone with uh like uh, a laser gun unless you shoot him in the eye in which case you probably don't have the accuracy because you're drunk so oh i love laser tag laser tag is super fun and a lot of times you'll see laser tag at some of those um kind of like bigger sports complexes they write that'll have like laser yes. tag and bowling and arcade games um and for an adult i mean all that stuff feels like a kid thing and there are kids there don't get me wrong but yes, there will that's be. a night that you can go out with your buddies too you know as an adult and still have fun a lot of those places will have bars as well you know so you can drink a little bit you know and do laser tag and bowling and these arcade games and all that stuff too so um 100 agree that that's that's a very fun activity to do as an adult I absolutely absolutely love them my number three is nowhere near that. Um, <laughs> it's sugary. Oh, take a step back. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're right. I just explained take the rules drink. to everybody, and then I tried to break them myself on the first chance I had. <laughs> so my number three is sugary cereal. Um, uh. Yes, sugary cereal, of course, <laughs> is for children. Um, you think of your uh, Reese's Puffs and your Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Fruit Loops. Um, but sometimes, even as an adult, you just want to bust it out and make yourself a bowl of cereal. So I've been working from home now for a couple of months. Um, and one of the things that's a very easy go-to breakfast is a bowl of cereal. And, <laughs> and my favorite um, is, well, I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But what I have found... Um, is I prefer the generic store brand, High V brand of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, only because um, it's more sugary <laughs> than regular Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So um, it's got that extra sweet flavor when you eat it. Um, I've even shown it to other people so, so they can see that it's better than normal Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But sugary cereals in general are very much targeted for kids, and kids should probably not be eating that shit anyway because it's not good for them. <laughs> but it's not good for adults either. But sugary cereals is on my list. It's probably better for kids who have, like, a metabolism of a freaking mole. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. The only reason I say that is I want to say there's a species of mole that has, like, the highest metabolism. Yada, yada, yada. Um, or at least in mammals. Uh, which would probably be any animal. Cut that out. <laughs> Rambling. Um, uh, I, I definitely uh, – the 90s and early 1000s definitely experimented with it a little bit more aggressively. We had Oreo O's. Mm -hmm. That is when Reese's Puffs came out. Yep. Um, that is also – uh, Frosted Cheerios. I love Frosted Cheerios. That's probably my favorite sugary one. Uh, I don't know why. I just think the frosting on that is solid. Um, I mean, there's so many. Oh, what was? There's another one I want to go to. Uh, that one getting canceled. Ooh, Cinnamon French Toast Crunch. French Toast Crunch was a good one. That was – I think they might have something similar but not I quite the same. They brought it back. I want to oh, say okay. it was like – because there was a, a time recently where they brought back um, – uh, what is that green – the green cola they had? 
Surge! Surge. That's what it was. Surge. Yeah. They brought back Surge. They brought back Zima. And then they brought back uh, Cinnamon Front Show's Crunch. There was a few other things they brought back. Uh, I was watching a movie the other day, and it was uh, took place in uh, the, the late 90s, early 1000s. And uh, they're like, oh, oh no, it was uh, – I want to say it was late 90s. And it was uh, – they're like, oh, check out this new drink by Coca-Cola. <laughs> and they pull it out and it's Surge. And I'm like, ah! It's called American <laughs> Movie. Fantastic documentary. Um, very, very good. Um, yeah, it came out in... Uh, filming began in 95, concluded in 97. Uh, released in 99. So it took a while, but uh, very, very good movie. But yeah, they talked about Surge. Surge should be on the list because it made a comeback. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I wouldn't put anyone thinks it's for like kids though. No. Because it good made point. a comeback, yeah. but like no one's now like I'm gonna give Surge to my kids. Because it was like one of the first like energy, energy drinks. Drink. Like it was yeah, it was not just a pop, you know. And it, it came out, it was I think it was the first one I can remember. I mean, there was probably more. The first one I could remember that was in the tall like cans. Ryan, right. what is your number three? That wait, was my no, number was three. Good. Yes. I'm a we're, dingus. I'm a dingus. I know. Everyone, this is this is what's with these tangents is that happens and we get <laughs> we get so far off track <laughs> that even we get lost. So <laughs> everybody gets to take a drink as we move into Greg's number two number two all right my number two is going to disney world mm. so um the only reason I, i've gone to disney world i went there quite a bit as an adult is i had an older sister who lived in florida uh and i had a younger sister who was much younger than me she's 11 years younger than me so she kind of wanted to go see it from a early high school point of view at the time um, and so I'd go visit my older sister, and then, you know, as a family, we would go, and I went with my, at the time, uh, my sister's boyfriend, now husband, um, we would just go off, and they have an amazing drinking area. If you go to Epcot, you can drink around the world. Uh, we stayed off resort in a hotel, and we would, you could walk to their adult area which they have it was originally called pleasure island then it became downtown disney and then later it became uh like disney springs but it's they have something called uh t-rex cafe and we went we drank there we were already pretty uh pretty toasty by the time we got there and uh they had something called the cotton candy tea and uh, I was so excited because it was a picture of cotton candy in a martini glass. And I'm like, if you can eat your booze, this is a fucking <laughs> – this is a game changer. And the guy gives me it, and it's cotton candy in a martini glass. I'm like, oh, yes. And I grab it, and the guy goes, hold on. I haven't poured in the booze. I'm like, what? Then he pours in the booze, and his melts and becomes a neon pink drink. And I'm like, well, this isn't what I was expecting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if I wanted like a really supery sugary drink, I'd probably get like a pina colada or something because right, I really right. like something you already like, right? Banana. <laughs> but I'm like, it did taste good. Like everything was fine. But now I'm like holding what looks like a Cosmo, which I mean, if you like Cosmo, there's nothing wrong with that. But 
I am not the cosmic type of guy. I'd rather have just been like, yo, give me a beer. But <laughs> it tasted fine. But oh, uh, Disney World is actually really fun. They actually have a, a good drinking scene. If you live near there or if you go there with your kids, maybe schedule an onsite babysitter and go and have a fun time with your SO. I have never been to Disney World, so I can't relate specifically to that. But I had no idea that they had drinking there. Like, I didn't know that they had a place that you could go, <laughs> you know, and get some drinks like that. While yes. you, but now I'm kind of thinking an adult trip would be fun to go it's to Disney very World. for bachelorette parties. So Epcot has um, something where it's a, it's basically a bunch of different countries, like – many representations and they actually bring in like interns from around the world from that area and they go in and they kind of rob norway of their culture because they had a trip that went like it was like a thing and it go like it was a water ride went very slow moving but you went and you saw um basically all of the like oh they have a very high belief in like trolls like it's part of the culture at least then it went in um it was just Scandinavia in general, but then it was uh, it went in a bit into Vikings and all the other stuff, and then uh, uh, Frozen became popular, and they tore that ride down, and that just became uh, like all of these rides and things are educational and meant to be authentic, and now it's straight up just it's Frozen. It was like come, oh. it literally says, come see the country that like is that inspired the movie Frozen, and. Uh, I went there and my last name is Voss and there's a date in Norway that's Voss and I talked to someone about it. Uh, but when we were going there, it was just my um, brother-in-law and I, and we wound up going and looking at all of the different things and drinking. We wound up meeting an older couple and we did a bunch of Irish car bombs with them. Like these were like golden years type of people that we were just doing Irish car bombs with at the English pub. We ran into several bachelorette parties uh, who had things like uh, look like a beauty, drink like a beast. Uh, it was it was great. It was a very, very fun time. One of my favorite drinking events. I uh, got too drunk. And by too drunk, I don't mean like really blackout <laughs> drunk, but like where I was like making a bad decision. I spent like 50 bucks buying a boot with my name engraved on it <laughs> with Disney World. Like where like, I mean, I don't know where I would get one similar. So it's like whatever. But I got a drinking boot from Disney World. So that was my like self-bought souvenir. With, <laughs> is it terrible buying it? Like shit, a shirt just costs half that much. But <laughs> because the girl's like well we close in five minutes and i'm like getting like tipsy and i'm like fuck it buying it now and now i have a uh, disney bot drinking boot that <laughs> says voss on it that might be single-handedly the best part of this podcast was <laughs> the story about your drinking boot <laughs> that you got when you were in I, disney world that's wonderful like <laughs> and the nice thing is um that is probably my best drinking hardware that has memories because a lot of people have shot glasses like oh mm -hmm. this is what i bought this but mm -hmm. i'm like oh i was drunk in disney world and the girl's like we're closing in five minutes buy it now i'm like i'm buying it <laughs> well it wasn't they were closing in five minutes they, the cutoff for customizations was in five minutes I so gotcha. like, you have to like get, like otherwise i could come back later and get just like a regular boot but they're like it takes time to customize so you'd have to get it now so they might have hated me for it, but, well. 
I have my, I have my drink. <laughs> but you know what? It showed up on a podcast later, so it was worth boom, it. Boom, boom. <laughs> oh. Oh, everybody, take a drink. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> For I, was that waiting. One. I wanted to make sure that you were going to say that. <laughs> no, that's good. Mm. I'm really enjoying this again, this uh, Long Branch. I definitely enjoy it. It's a, it's a very good whiskey. I think I would probably get this whiskey again. For being a Tennessee whiskey, I would get it again. So I'm glad I tried it. My nice. number two, uh, I think we talked a little bit about video games earlier, but specifically uh, Mario Party. And I wanted to bring up Mario oh. Party because Mario Party is one of the things that I like to do when I have friends over at my place. And we're all drinking a little bit, and I've got a Switch now. But even when I – you know, years ago I played on the Wii – um, and other Nintendo systems before that. But Mario Party is just one of those games that you can play um, as an adult that is so fun, even though it's targeted towards kids. So this game is it's um, there's no real storyline to Mario Party, right? It's a bunch of Correct. mini games, you know, and it's very competitive and it's challenging, you know, and it's fun, like, to be drinking and hang out with your friends and just beat them in these games, you know, and you can talk shit to each other, you know, when you win the game, and they don't. So, um, if you've not played Mario Party at, at, at a party, you should, because it's one of the best drinking games I've ever played. I prefer the mini game mode versus the real mode, because I'm one of those people who gets screwed over where I'll win, like... Not always. Uh, recently, in, as an adult, I found out my video game skills have, have not held up as well as they should have. But I'd usually win them all, and then it'd be like, Bowser decides you owe 10 stars, and then I would lose the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I want to just build off a little bit off that. I think any of the Mario games that are multiplayer are great. Oh yeah. Super Smash Bros is a great and my personal favorite Mario Kart game. Yes. Yes, I was hoping. Yes. For those who haven't played it, it's called uh drinking and driving or don't drink and drive. There's plenty of names for it. Um but what you have to do is uh you have four players. A lot of times we would play at least in college. We played the original N64 version. And you would uh, essentially uh, do a lap or do not, not a lap, but you do an entire race with everyone. And you had to finish an entire beer before you finished the race. If you finished the race before your beer, you lost. Now, the thing was, you could not be driving your car when you were drinking so there was many strategies there were people who would just go straight through and try to finish it like they would stop before the finish line and do it there there were people who would do it in the beginning before they even start driving there were people who would do it periodically whenever they fell off the road but anyone who lost they had to give off their controller only the winner got to keep it i was a total slam your drink before you start guy that was my strategy and it normally played out for me pretty well. I, I was a mix. I would usually do half before going. And oh. then I figured I would spin off enough times where I could do half. That's my shit, man. And I hope to have a Mario Kart party soon because bringing that up makes me think about the college times I had. You know, Mario Kart was one of my favorite college drinking experiences was, was doing that. So, 
Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> we should do that soon. Uh, and, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to possibly do a live stream to it as we uh, do a podcast. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <sighs> All right. Well, let's take a drink and move oh. into our number one. Number one, 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 one. All right. Uh, so my number one is Halloween. Um, it's my favorite holiday. I absolutely love it. Um, while I've never done anything more aggressive with dressing up, like something along the lines of going to a cosplay convention or something, I'm actually totally into it. I wouldn't be opposed to do it. Um, several people I know have invited me and we just never have gone. Um, I just like dressing up. I think it's super fun. Like I said earlier, I was two separate people last Halloween. Uh, I loved uh, so many more dressing up parties from Toga to ABC. For those who don't know, it means anything but clothes, which means you go to the party wearing anything but clothes. <laughs> and for the most part, it was kind of togas for the guys, and the girls were just like scantily clad. But I saw people completed like in uh garbage bags and a newspaper Duct tape. yes dressing up was fun it was just <laughs> i i still enjoy it as an adult i love halloween like i said my favorite holiday and uh the amount of like stuff i have for dressing up from saint patrick's day to 90s parties in my apartment alone is astounding that is phenomenal. Some of the best experiences, some of the best memories that I have from college um, are some of the Halloween parties or even just the dress up parties. Like I remember um, we had a you you were there. There was a 90s party. We had some friends that had a 90s party and we got to dress oh, up. Oh, very good friends. Yeah. Yes. Like they did in the 90s. And, you know, and even and I even remember specific Halloweens where I got to dress up as like a. Um, uh, the tooth fairy. Um, <laughs> I remember that one. Actually. Yes, I miss it. <laughs> I miss it. And <laughs> I, you know, you don't always have that opportunity to do it, but when you get that opportunity to do that, you should take it because you're right. As an adult, it is just as fun <laughs> as when you were as a kid. But that's another one where when alcohol is involved, it makes it a little more fun. Yes. You know. I also definitely had. I went a. I was one of those people who was very creative. I was the bear fucker from Super Troopers. You were. Oh, my God. I, I remember that. I was the guy from – before I think I met you, I was the guy from uh, The Hangover, Zach Galifianakis. Mm. It was – maybe I had met you then. Uh, we would have just met um, – Oh, the bear fucker was probably my <laughs> favorite one. Uh, but I've been across the board with that. I'm trying to think of some of my other. I was a golden shower one year. <laughs> I had a golden shower curtain and a golden shower head above me. <laughs> uh, it just lets you uh, do your creativity. Like I said, I've been Bobby Boucher. I've been uh, who's from The Water Boy. I've been Billy Madison. Uh, I've been Homelander. I just I like to do it. I prefer ones that I can have to put together myself because it yes. lets you show your creativity. Yeah. And I've I've really really enjoyed them. Uh, I think one of my most creative ones. I actually have it on some of my dating profiles. 
is I was kissed from a rose by Seal. <laughs> uh, how I did that was I built a kissing booth. I put fake, like, that gaudy fake, like, wallpaper that looks like wood. I put that on poster board, cut it out, so I leaned in on it, and I wore uh, my Derrick Rose jersey. As a Chicagoan, I had a Derrick Rose jersey back when he was still on the Bulls. And I, uh, I was a kissing booth, and so I was a kiss from a rose. That's pretty good. That's creative, <laughs> and that's funny. And that's one thing I miss about college, too, was all the college kids going out to parties and dressing up. You know what I mean? Like, you don't really do that as a 28-year-old, you know, or in your 30s. You know, you don't really just get to – well, and maybe you do. I mean, maybe you get to do it a little more than in I do city, being in Chicago. In the city, it does. Yes. In the yeah. city, if you go uh, – it does get iffier on, like, when, like, Halloween's on a Wednesday because it's – do you celebrate it before, the week before, or the week after? But when it's, like, on a Friday or something – uh, if you go out, most people are dressed up. I think I need and, to come yeah. to you for Halloween because I would love to participate in that, <laughs> you know, even now. Um, but it, down here, oh, it doesn't yeah. quite happen the same way as it did when you when, – like when we were in college, you know, and everybody yeah. was dressed up in college you, for the parties. You also get more house parties where people are like everyone just come over, we'll buy a keg. Right. Where, excuse me, where you really don't get that happening uh, now as an adult. Like, it'll happen every now and then, but it's for bigger events. It's uh, a pregame on St. Patrick's Day or someone got a new place. Most people aren't just like, hey, come over. Today's, we're just drinking here. Ugh, I love that one. That was a good one. That was a good number one. My number one's not as good as yours, but we'll take a drink before it. Okay. My number one's still pretty good. I don't want to deny that. Um, I'll see about that. But that was pretty good. Um, my mm. number one's a little specific. So we talked about okay. um, shows and movies. But specifically, I wanted to talk for my number one about Toy Story, the the, the, the series of Toy Story. So not I just a specific that. one. Yes, this is my number one. So the original Toy Story came out in 1995, and I was born in 92. Um, so as a kid, I would have had the opportunity to watch Toy Story. And there were many movies in the franchise, but Toy Story 3 came out in 2010. And the plot of Toy Story 3 was that Andy, the kid from the original Toy Story, the main story, was getting ready to go off to college. And 2010 was the year that I graduated high school. And I was getting ready to go out to college. So one of the things that people <laughs> say – in college. <laughs> I was I was living in college at that point where I was like living there full time, like in the summer. <laughs> well, oh, I was thing. not quite there yet. Right. <laughs> well, well, I think it's funny is we are so close in age. Uh, we obviously met, hung out and knew each other through college. But I want to say it was Rishi Seth. Seth, who I went with. Rishi. Rishi Seth. Sorry. <laughs> uh, who I went with. <laughs> Or here, let's say it's Rishi who I went with. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> and um, we went in the summer and it was 3D, I want to say. Back when that fad existed. 
Yeah, I don't remember if I saw it in 3D, but what I do remember is that when I did see it, and this was 2010, before I had gone to college, I mean, it was kind of emotional, but what I've read and what I feel since then was the idea that um, Toy Story, when you were born in a certain year, and just our generation in general, is you grew up with Andy, right? You were a kid Mm -hmm. when he was a kid. And Some you were growing up. <laughs> we can get back to Sid. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have expressed it in previous episodes. <laughs> but when Andy was going to college, especially for me, when I graduated high school in 2010, when Andy was going to college and putting past those childhood dreams and memories, that was the same year I was doing the same thing. You know, like I was going to college and I was putting off some of those childish things at the same time. So to grow up with this franchise and Toy Story 3 came out years later, like I said, 95 was Toy Story in 2010 was Toy Story 3 when this one came out. And, you know, and there's been other Toy Stories since then, too. Um, but I'm looking at the original trilogy, you know, that I got to grow up with Andy. So even now I can appreciate that because it feels nostalgic and it feels like it is my childhood on screen. I agree. Uh, it also does hold up because it's one of those things when you watch it, like as a kid, you watch it because of the toys, the life, the thing. And then, like, as an adult, you can watch it because Annie's mom is dummy thick. <laughs> oh, that's probably not the reason why I watch it, but I'm going to keep an eye out for it now. <laughs> There's awkward silence there. Like, oh, no. If you look at it, Pixar, like, have a slider on mom's asses and they go full. They go like Laura Croft original like boobs level. Ooh, uh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> uh, no, that is one of the quintessential like kid movies. Uh, you got a friend in me. I remember like it was not only the ending because oh my gosh, the ending of that movie is so emotional. Not like like well, yeah. The ending is emotional. The climax is the most emotional part. Oh my gosh, the climax. Um, uh, but at the same time, uh, Andy's also a bit of a scrub. I pointed out, uh, Sid's the real hero. Sid is a. <laughs> I wouldn't agree that Sid's the real hero, but I will admit from the previous episode that Sid is not as bad as I previously thought he was. Right. But Andy's a fucking loser. Like, he was going to bring his cowboy doll to college and also never Googled the fact that it's worth, like, thousands of dollars. <laughs> like, because, I mean, at least in number two, we know it's worth a lot because he's like, how many zeros? Which, I mean, it was used like, oh, it's 100 going to 1,000, which in case you wouldn't fly to fucking Japan for it. Um, yeah, uh, it was worth quite a bit of money. Uh, but Andy was going to bring a cowboy to college which would have basically like there's a snake in my boots it's like well it's not going to be in her pants i can tell you that i don't think he would have gotten any criticism for (laughs) bringing no Uh... no if you bring a doll to college as a grown man 
Uh, I do not want to disparage you. You do, <laughs> you, but just realize your sex life in college is not going to be the same as the average student in college. I think we can agree to disagree on that. I think it shows uh, sensitivity and nostalgia. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Greg. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying not to disparage uh, some of our fans out there. Well, who might not or be maybe I brought three or four dolls to college and I just want to make myself look pretty yeah, good. I don't know. But they right? blew up. <laughs> oh fuck me (laughs) anyway toy story (laughs) was my number one (laughs) that's still a great phenomenal one i haven't seen four um I have seen uh, a bunch of their shorts. Their shorts. Um, they do have good shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember one where it's like, remember your training. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any training. Uh, it was, uh, they were good. Um, obviously, it's very famous uh, because they had Randy Newman as a singer and he just sounds confused all the time. <laughs> you got a friend in me. Uh, but those songs were great. Um, uh, that is actually one of the things I do want to bring up is uh, remakes. I think out of all the things that need remakes, early, like, so 90s, because Toy Story was the first CGI film. First fully CGI film. And, like, at least full length. And I don't know what that means. What do you mean it was the first CGI film? Like, it is all computer graphics. Computer graphics. What, uh, what about, like, uh, Disney, like, Mickey Mouse years before? They weren't computer generated. Oh, they were, they were hand drawn. They were hand drawn. Okay. So it took hours and hours of processing mm. time just to get, like, a, a scene. Not even a scene, like a frame. Um,. And uh, Pixar has actually been on the forefront many times um, with what they've done, uh, especially – I remember Finding Nemo. They huge on water. Uh, but if you look at the original Toy Story, it looks bad because um, everything is solidly one color when it's one color. Like, with the exception of a few scenes, like, the ball is a pristine ball. Like, Mm. the color doesn't, like, transition throughout. There's not smudges or wear and tear. Um, Later in the this series, they get amazing. But I would love to see a Toy Story where they redo it, where Woody shows the age of him being a toy from the freaking 40s or 50s, Mm -hmm. whenever he was from. Uh, I... I think it's the one that would really like it would be cool where you just because you could keep the exact same audio. It's not like now when you remake a, a, a live action. I think it'd be cool. I don't you know don't have to re- you don't have to re-record anything, right? You could really just refinish or you know like uh, redo the animation on things and use the existing audio and the existing story because the storyline has always been great. And the audio has always been great, but you're talking about specifically like the animation, right? Like yes. that could be re- – Like what they do with a lot of video games now. They don't re-record anything. They're like, we have it, and we just 
do it. I mean, some have been like I want to say even uh, Crash Bandicoot. They even kept the exact same like level design. This updated the graphics. Well, so some of the Halo games were the same way. Like Halo, yeah, you could even switch between the original style graphics and the updated graphics at any time because all they did was reskin. You know what I mean? Colors and graphics over the original style. Yes, and uh, that was a very popular one, the Master Chief Collection. Or is it a, it was a Halo Anniversary and then yes, the Master Chief Yes, originally Anniversary, yep, and then the Master Chief Collection did, yeah, brought all of them into one, like, one disc or one game. <sighs> okay, well, hey, this was a fun list. I'm glad we did this, and I think— I it, love this one. It was a broader topic, yes. but it still got the point out. Yep. And I think we're winding down, so I just want to share a couple of uh, closing thoughts here. So, um, one, thank you for everyone that continues to listen to us. I I don't want to speak for Greg, but um, I'm sure he would agree. And I don't, I had no idea that us putting this podcast out would just explode the way it did, and that we would have the support of our friends and the listeners that we have now. So thank you so much. Yeah, for we're, the we're going up very high, uh, especially when comparing to other people who started with this many episodes. We we are getting a great response, and I got to say I super appreciate the people who respond and listen. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, those who listen and those who respond, and to that point – um, if you have an idea, I mean, we've gotten a lot of listens in a very short time, but really who we want to hear from are those dedicated listeners, our friends, and the people who have been listening all along. Um, come shoot us a tweet on Twitter at Big Drunk Lists, all one word, and let us know what do you want to hear about, because we will take the time. Um, last week was our first uh, fan-requested episode, and we'll have another one next week. Um, what do you want to hear about? Because we love doing ideas that other people come up with. So, um, yeah, come shoot us at Twitter and let us know what you would like to hear. This is a participation podcast. You drink along, so think along. We would you know love what? to hear your thoughts. We should take another drink right now for that. I know we don't Yet. normally do one in our closing, um, <laughs> but because we get to talk about our wonderful listeners and our wonderful audience, let's all take a drink together right now. Greg, Delicious. any closing thoughts? Uh, I think just to expand on what Ryan said, super fun to record this. Uh, we hope you have fun, too. Uh, your thoughts are so appreciated. A lot of you have given us feedback. And uh, we would love for you to uh, continue to share and maybe even up the sharing. So uh, with a heartfelt goodbye, I want to say deuces, bruces. Deuces, bruces.